Hello everyone, DKM episode 5. It's your boys here at the DKM crew, Marcos, Danny, and Kenny. How are you guys doing today? Chilling. I'm doing good. Enjoying the cold. Yeah, cold. it's it's kind of nice here. The cold. Uh, because, you know, we, we're here, you know, 305 gang, Florida. Uh, the cool air is, is kind of here. I, I don't really feel it in my neck of the woods, but when it, when it finally arrived on, like, December 1st, it was like, oh, the hell yeah, this is, this is nice. Yeah, but, but this isn't cold. None of this is it's it's I've been yeah, in negative eight us, degree weather like freezing <laughs> tell you the truth. That's not even like what we're going through now. It's not even that cold. Kenny even knows. No, I mean, not. you're talking to it's a guy not. who's never seen snow in person. <laughs> Same. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't want to see snow. Trust well, it depends me. on the snow. It's, it's cold. It depends on the snow. If, if you get oh. that good, nice, fluffy one that you see in all these Christmas movies, then yeah. But if you're talking about the you, wet snow. That doesn't exist. That wet snow. That doesn't exist. It does exist. I know it exists. It does not exist. But, dude, a lot of places have that wet snow where it's just all clumpy and ugh. That that one is. Oh, that that's called slush. That's called that slush. One, so you have snow and then you have yeah, slush. Yeah, Daniel, that's the one you don't want. You don't want the slush. Okay. So. Because it's it's it's, an, it's annoying. You have to wear not only a jacket for the cold, but your jacket has to be also uh, it has to reflect or just bounce water off like mm-hmm. a raincoat. Because um, if you just wear a regular sweater, a cloth one, it's going to get wet, and then you're gonna get cold. So you need to wear the right sweater. So yeah, obviously I've never seen snow, but I I know quite a bit. But Kenny knows that. Uh, it could be 30 degrees here. I'll be outside in the tank top and basketball shorts and sandals, and I'll be chilling. Oh, I, I remember it was 36 degrees here. Yeah, something like that. You and I were both in a t-shirt and, and pants. You were in a t-shirt and shorts. I was in a t-shirt and pants. Oh, right. I wasn't wearing a tank top. You're right. You're and your right, nipples right, must right, have right. been super hard and erect. Uh, no. I, I, no, I, just, I don't know. I just hated how everybody put their hands on my back true. and on my stomach. That's true or your neck oh my god it was it was the worst like everybody's like oh i'm cold here let me put my hands well, on your back and I was like, <laughs> hey i got i got have you ever had cold no, hands I, that's or what feet I'm saying, on you like, what does that do for the person with the cold hands to put it on another person warms oh, their hands okay. up it's like bare skin <laughs> yeah oh exactly Danny doesn't know especially for those who uh who listen to the podcast, who have a female significant other and uh, you're a man, uh, they will move their feet and hands <laughs> towards you, uh, oh shocking God, you sucks. in the process. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's so, um, let's go ahead and get into that topic yeah, that I wanted to talk right about. Um, so, H1, the NZXT H1 case, um, there's a safety issue right now with it. Um, apparently with they, it has a riser card in it, so you can have the graphics card behind the motherboard and, um, there's two screws that, that hold it down. These two screws apparently have this issue where, um, if I guess in some cases, it's not in all of them, but some of them, uh, there's a screw, the screws actually short out the, the PCB that the riser cables connected to oh and it actually caused somebody's computer to catch fire oh like actual fire so they're sending out like you you have to email them you have to look it up on google and email them it's only affecting a very small number of of uh cases 
but if you email them, they'll give you like a kit to replace it. So I went ahead and did that just in case. <laughs> case. Because I didn't want I didn't want like just in case like my my graphics card moves or something like that. I'm I'm being very careful with moving my computer. Like technically I shouldn't even have it on. Cause in their email it said turn the, the safest way of mitigating this issue is turn off your computer and wait until the repair kit comes in. Yeah, because it's better safe than sorry and of potentially shorting out your entire build. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. So like I'm not I'm not moving anything. So I'm I, I've left it the way it is. It's fine right now. So as soon as I that repair kit comes in, I'm gonna replace the parts. And uh, what about the old case? Um, what do you mean? No, they're they're just sending out a rep- it's a repair kit. So like, oh. it's probably gonna replace the riser card and probably the the two screws. I understood wrong. All right, cool. That's that's nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder. Uh... And it's all free. They 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 didn't add all they asked for was my name, my address, and like my serial number of my case, uh, a proof of of uh, purchase. Yeah, just you know, simple stuff. It wasn't. Wasn't anything crazy. Was there any updates on the gentleman whose uh, entire build went completely? Did he? Uh, um, did he say they're going to reimburse him sure. on anything? Any? There's a possibility. They're probably going to have to rebuy him all his components. I wonder about that. That had caught fire. Well, if they're sending out a free kit like that, I'm assuming they might. Yeah. So here's a temporary fix. This is hilarious. How to temporarily fix this H1 uh, safety issue? Power down the H1. Unplug the H1. Remove the graphics card. Remove the lower riser card retention screw from the H1 case as indicated in the image. What else do customers need to know? Like, you literally have to turn off your computer. I do like the fact that the uh, social like media crazy. manager uh, tweeted out a clown picture of himself. I, th- yes. I, I, just, I was so distracted. <laughs> I was like, wow. They, they really hold they really up to it. Wait, yeah, they, like there was a tweet out? in the article you sent that it shows like on the side, like their, their yeah. tweets, and is like picture of the social oh. media manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the clown meme never gets, oh, it never gets old. Man. It's so funny, but yeah, that that I love it how that's funny. Speaking about those tweets, I maybe we could discuss this another time. But what's with this hate about pre-built PCs? Um, dude? it's I, I could give a short answer. Long story short. Um, I think it stems from like kids who don't know any better, you know, like back in the day, like if you wanted a gaming PC, you thought, oh, I have to buy an Alienware and, you know, kids would spend all this money on like really outdated equipment or, um, or they would just get gypped and people would be like, no, don't buy a pre-build because you could build and save so much money and customize it and make it your own thing. And, you know, nowadays, thankfully, um, it's easier to get a pre-built from all these companies that don't feel like they're screwing you over like they feel like they're just charging you a labor fee plus the build rather than like charging extra because oh it's an alienware or it's like a specific bit company that made the pc you know and god forbid if you go on amazon for example i remember my sister when she wanted to build a computer she was like oh i want to build a pc for around 700 bucks and i was like okay cool so I, i'm getting the parts for her she finds one that's like 400 dollars, and it looks nice it has like the rgb and the lighting and a decent looking case but like the thing was running like a gt320 or something like this this puppy could barely run like warcraft in 2004 like i don't know what the fuck you know but 
parents would get would get suckered into it. They'll think like, well, Junior wants a gaming PC for that Fortnite game, so I'm gonna go on Amazon and just type in gaming PC without knowing the specs. I mean, but if you want to buy a pre-built, then yeah, just buy it. I mean, just get it from a good, reliable buy uh, company that have really good customer service. I saw one that Asmongold got. Um, and this guy practically only plays WoW on stream. He got a really nice one. I forgot who, but they were so cool. They said, like, because at the time, like, the 3000 series cards weren't out yet. He was, like, showing off the, the new PC in the, in the stream. And he said, like, oh, these guys are going to not only give me a 2080 Ti, but they're going to give me a 3080 Ti when that comes out free of charge. 3080. Oh, wow. Yeah, the 30. So I thought, okay, out. that's cool. So, yeah, out. like the, the general consensus, like people just feel like, oh, no, you should just save your money and build a computer. And, you know, that's that's generally what I've seen as far as like the. But here's here's the only mm -hmm. question I have is, did they let him keep the 20? I'm assuming TI. so. Like they just said that we'll just ship you a new one. Wow. So they're letting him keep a $1,200 card and sending him I'm out an $800 card? I'm not 100% sure, but I don't feel like that they're going to ask him, like, hey, thank you for promoting your stuff. Ship it back. Well, from what I can see, everything looks good. Like, from the uh, uh, NX... What was the the case you were talking about? NZXT. NZXT. H1. The H1 case. It looks like this company, obviously, are they're being pretty humble, so... Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the latest tweet that they put out? So you have the clown one, and then right after it says, "We're sorry, we right. if we that... offended anyone with this tweet. It was a dumb joke, poking fun at the fact that you can't actually build a console. When we say we heart gamers, <laughs> right. we mean all of you. Right. So that's what I. <laughs> no matter what platform you're playing that's on, why... we'll be more careful how we I work. Mean, they're making in the a tweet I, about I like a clown face, you know, finger pointing. It says people playing a pre-built console. <laughs> so I mean. The the thing that I can understand where where you're coming from with pre-built PC cases, but let's just say this gentleman who's had his H1 case um, go up in smokes, you know, get open smoke. Obviously, if this was a pre-built well, case, you know what's funny about pre-built cases is they sell pre-built cases. NZXT does. It's called well, let's mean, build. Well, wait, let me clarify. We mean pre-built PCs, not pre-built cases, because cases come built. We're not. No, yeah, pre-built computers, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. I think that might be the one that Asm... I'm going to double check right now. I'm pretty sure Asmongold got a case from uh, NZXT. Yeah, it was. Oh, NZXT is that, that boutique. They they actually make cases for iBuyPower yeah. and CyberPower. I mean, I, I build... Okay. Uh, Marcos, I build your brother's uh, computer with an NZXT case. And it's kind of nice. I like it. It's very sleek. It took me a while to get used to um you know building it but yeah i like nzxt cases yeah it's an nzxt case they actually have yeah special like gold has too. a completely like, um, wow focused uh yeah they have one that's um like rainbow six siege focus they have a uh they have a PUBG one they have i think league of legends yeah they have a whole bunch of them yeah they're, like they're definitely bucks. a part of a novelty no not a novelty but like a special edition yeah that's nice, though. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That seems really interesting, to tell you the truth. Uh, one thing I will say about NZXT is um, at least they're not super, uh, how do you call it, super corporate, where... Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. I like that.
Yeah, another cool thing about the Let's Build thing is you can select a game that you want to play and it'll show you, like, let's say you wanted to play it at 1440p. I'm going through the process right now and then it says pick your price. So you have, like, a predetermined amount. So I just picked 2000, 2600. It's telling me uh, H510 Elite, Core i9-9900K. Um, let's see, a 3070 because apparently... You can actually buy 30 series cards from them right now, but it yeah, has I was about to, be to say like if you're trying to get like a three uh, three thousand series graphics card at this point, you might as well just buy a pre-built. Yeah, that's the only way. So like you can you can even order like a H1 case or an H1 uh, pre-built computer, and let's see, I have the black version because I prefer it. It's sold out right now, but uh, what are the specs? Yeah. Let's see. They have a 2070 in here. Oof. Uh, 9900K, 3200 megahertz, uh, 16 gigs of RAM. Well, uh, in and... case anyone who's listening to the stream isn't aware, um, the 20 series uh, graphics card came out, and everyone was enjoying it, you know, buying it, putting it into their build. Then out of left field, here comes the... 30 series cards which is a lot cheaper and can do what the highest end of the 20 series can perform at in their mid-range in their mid-range and for much cheaper uh arguably for half the cost or even more than half the cost less than less than half the cost uh what was it for 1200 you'll get the 2080 ti for 500 you get for 500 so yeah so it's more than half pretty crazy so um so yeah so imagine the uh, the shock that everyone's not going for the 3080, but this is not to drag on the 2080. It's still competitive. I'm still one. It's just it's still fine for me. Yeah, another really good thing about like these pre-builds from like NZXT and there's certain manufacturers like I'm I'm not gonna say like I buy power or anything like that because I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but they only charge like over a hundred dollars at MSRP of what all the parts. Oh, nice. Cost. All together, so it's yeah, it's, it's not bargain. like anywhere where it's like they're putting all this like fancy dancy stuff, stuff like that, like to drive up the cost. It feels like okay, I'm only charging you for labor at this point, so it's much better now. I just typed in on Amazon and I, I typed in gaming PC, and there was a bunch mm-hmm. of iPower PC builds on Amazon. Um, but yeah, yeah, but the iBuy I think are one of the ones that they charge like two or three hundred dollars. True, over but at least at that point, like my my point was, I was like, you're not seeing like these like no name brand companies making these like really shitty bills, and then they just slap oh, in yeah. some RGB and they'd be like, yep, this could definitely play Fortnite. <laughs> well, if you watch uh, Dawid does tech stuff, I mean, <laughs> he's bought some pre builds that that can't do nothing, dude. I mean, like they're so bad. They don't even have I mean, SSDs. Man, I'm, uh, it took me well. It took me a while to finally get an SSD on my build. I mean, I had one now for a while, but I think I got mine in like 2017. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so you guys uh, want to move on from PCs for a bit and talk about something else? Yeah, let's talk about uh, the uh, what is it? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, it came out early. Well, that's not entirely. You know, that's not entirely shot. new though. I remember people. Uh, well, no, they they had like people send it like Best Buy sent oh. it out to people early. Oh, okay. Yeah, like collectors oh. editions, like regular editions, and then they started selling them on eBay. And some of these games, 
Like some of them sold because for like people four really grand. want to play the game that early. Yeah, dude, because the hype's been for eight years. Like, imagine you put the disc in, and then because the way how games are nowadays, they say, "Sorry, you cannot access this content yet." Forget about that. Imagine if you put in the disc, it loads up the game, it's an entire black screen, and then all you see is you're in a horse carriage. You look up, and you see a guy in a in a blue tunic saying, "Oh, awake are you now?" And then it says, "Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim." <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's taught out <laughs> the whole time. It hits you with the beep. Bro. It hits you with the um, beep. It kind of reminds me of when I, or when I was able to get uh, Animal Crossing early. Um, wait, was it early? No, I'm trying to think. I remember. Was it? Was it? Did it get? Re- no, it did get released early. Yeah, it released two days early um, because it was the same time as like Doom Eternal. You know, just when the pandemic first started. But I knew that Animal Crossing was going to come out later. And I just remembered someone um, tweeted out saying that, like, oh, um, call your local GameStop. They might give you Animal Crossing early. I just called it up. Like, are you guys giving Animal Crossing? Yeah, you just come by and swing over and get it. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, and you know what also reminds me? Do you guys remember that catastrophe that was that uh, Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided pre-order incentive? Um, not sure. It was about a clusterfuck. That. It was confusing as hell. But basically, it's like, okay, you pre-order the game, and you have a tier list, and then you pick one reward out of that tier list, and then if you spend more money, you get another tier list that you could pick one item out of these three other items in that tier list, and then Jesus it keeps Christ, going and going. Right? But this is my favorite part: the the those benefits and stuff only matter when everybody pre-orders. It's kind of like a Kickstarter project what? for a AAA game what? being published by Square Enix, and it was a <laughs> yeah, it was so ridiculous. Like it was, you you just it, blew it Marcus's was, brain. No, it's not brain. blowing my mind. It's just why would that sounds? No, no, no. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Dumb. Let me finish. So eventually they'll okay. like they'll tell you be like if we hit this number of pre-orders, uh, we'll be able to give you even more benefits. And if you pay the most expensive pre-order, you get to play the game three days early. And it was so confusing, such a disaster, such a clusterfuck that Square Enix had to bail out of that because it was received so negatively. I, I like it was just confusing. That's that's funny. It's like uh, remember when we were in school when we were all younger and they had these little fundraiser things where hey, if you sell these many packages, you'll get this thing, and then you get the. Game Boy Advance SP if you get like 120 package sales. Well, and- you, you know what this sounds like to me? It's Remember uh, the Humble Bundle? Like when it was actually yeah. good? Um, it, it, That's kind of what it reminds me of. So if you spent like $25 or if you spent a dollar, you get these games or you spent like $5, you get these games on top of getting these other games or if you spent $25, you get everything. No, but this is way worse. Yeah, This was essentially... You know, you- you pay for one dollar, yeah, you pick exactly. one game out of the, this tier list, and then you pay ten dollars, you get one other game from this other tier list. There you go. Uh, there you go. I found it. Augment oh, yeah, your pre-order. Like Ooh, I love, I love it. It's so on the nose, there, guys. Oh, augment. Yeah. Right, right. Because the game was all. There you about go, guys. It. There's right, your cyberpunk cool. game. <laughs> it was there the whole time. Jesus. Square Christ. Enix is letting that's, people that's customize their rewards, choosing between in-game item packs, digital books, and more. Oh, it oh, was God. it was so horribly received. But yeah, so Cyberpunk got you know the, the pre the pre downloads are available now for console, as far as I know. I'm not sure on PC, but I know PC is going to be able to play it first than everybody else. So 
PC, it's going to be December 9th, Eastern Standard Time, you know, our time. Uh, it's going to be at 6, no, 7 p.m. Because it's releasing in their home country at, uh, at you know, 12 midnight, December 10th. Well, what people did, I remember when Fallout 4 was coming out, a lot of people would get, like, VPNs and stuff. And, like, you know, tell Steam, they're like, oh, I'm in Venezuela, I'm here or there. And the game gets, like, released, like, a couple hours early just so they could... Get, so they could squeeze oh, in that yeah. little bit of extra yeah. time. Yeah, they did that with COD, too. Yeah, they did that with COD. So if you had put in, like, on your console that you'd live in, you know, whatever place, you're able to play... Oh, in Australia, you're able to play Call of Duty a whole day before everybody else. Basically, the whole day, yeah. Uh, and it's super easy to spoof your location in, on PC and on console. VPN. Yeah, v, with a VPN. VPN. Uh, but on console, it's a little bit more steps, but that's it's not that hard. But... Uh, I don't think that changes much, to tell you the truth. Um, if anyone, if I was a game dev, uh, a game studio worth my salt, I just release it instantly to the whole world. It doesn't matter what time it is. You know, it could be midnight for someone, three a.m. for some people, or it could be noon or five p.m. I'll just release it all at one time. Uh, I don't think sales numbers would be affected that much, but. Uh, if it's a, a mainly multiplayer game, uh, I, I don't think it being held off until, you know, um, uh, one side of the world has it first, relatively speaking, and then everyone else catches us up, especially the west side. Regardless, if it's a, it's, if it's a mainly multiplayer game, releasing it all at once, I think it's a much more fair option, but... I, I've I've been really enjoying this whole preloading thing. This preloading thing is super cool. You don't have to. Oh yeah, it's nice. Apparently, Xbox is going full force with it. Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I preloaded it three hours before it launched, and then, well, the moment it was ready, boom, I launched it. Everything was good to go, and I was having fun with it. The moment, um, yeah, twelve midnight when it first started. And out. I think that's pretty cool. You know, you don't have to worry about. Oh, the game released at 5 a.m. at my location mm -hmm. because that's what they decided to do. Uh, oh, I don't need to worry about that because I already preloaded the game because I pre-ordered the game. Uh, maybe that's just, yeah. If you pre-order the game, then you can preload it. I think that's that's rather fair. Uh, but other than that, that's if you want to play it the moment it drops. But I'm not sure if any of you played Cold War when it first dropped at midnight. I did it. I did. I did as well and it was it took a while there was a queue to go into online services i was able to go in immediately yeah my online services weren't even working right so i was able to go in able to look at zombies able to look at all this stuff on multiplayer and then it yeah. kicked me off offline and then it kicked me off from the online services i should say and then when i went try to go back in i was in a queue for about i want to say five to ten minutes and i was able to go back in i was able to play two rounds of zombies and everything was cool but i just think that bigger games like that sh uh, at least triple a games i don't think it matters when they release i personally believe that it, it you just release it all at, at once i'm not sure if you guys agree with it or not but if, obviously people enjoy the campaign of a call of duty game oh i think they need to do i think what they need to do is uh worldwide releases like kind of like how cyberpunk's doing now everywhere 
I mean, the, I, the way I look at it is like, like you said, Marcos, like if you want to play a game at launch, that's why I feel like midnight releases are the most like unnecessary thing to do nowadays. Because to me, if you really wanted to play the game at launch, you would have pre-ordered it digitally and then just wait for the counter to end and be like, okay, cool, mm -hmm. you, you start the game. But if it was a midnight release, you have to go to the store, pick up your game, come back home, put the disc in, load up the game, and then you'll probably be like at 102, you might be able to start playing the game itself. I mean, I've heard cases before. Where people said like they bought a digital copy of Smash Brothers and it didn't work until like twelve oh five, but that's like my logic. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I think it's an interesting thing you brought that up because like I don't know you guys care about Persona, but Persona Five Scrambler or now it's called Strikers uh, is now getting a release here in the West because it took forever to come here in the West and there was all these issues. And I thought, well, considering how popular Persona Five was here in America, I would have figured they would have you know struck with the iron was hot. But uh, I think that nowadays, since everything is on the Internet and everything and people are, are and I don't think publishers are going to realize we can't say, you know, back in the Game Boy days of like, well, we're not going to release this Japanese game. The fans would re would release it for them for free. And then it's like, well, we're not going to make any money out of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you guys know, like Mother, for example, like Mother 3 has been demanded over and yeah. over again to get released. But at this point, like Nintendo's like, well, we could do that and maybe make money. But they already have this game for years through other through other methods. Like now, it's like more than ever. I think since we're all connected more together in the internet, that you have to release everything on the same day and time. Yeah, Nintendo's Absolutely. really, really weird. Oh, like that. Pokemon. Pokemon did it where they did the worldwide release rather than Japan getting it first and then having freaking uh, everywhere else get it. You know. A month yeah, you later. can't like tell yourself we have to gauge just uh, see if Americans gain interest. It, it's fucking Pokemon. It'll sell out. Why? Why? And like stop the boatload of money that's coming up to the shit up to the port. Right. I mean, at right. least with this new Pokemon game, Sword and Shield, the most recent one, uh, a lot of mixed opinions on it. Obviously, involving the entire Pokédex, not having all Pokemon in there. Obviously, Nintendo or at least Game Freak is doing their part and implementing the rest of the Pokemon in with free updates. But uh, I understand why some games do that, where they do a little testing phase here and there, but. Some games flop in Japan, and some games do more popular in other countries outside yep. of Japan, and vice versa. So, oh yeah, like look at Microsoft's console in Japan versus, uh, you know, Nintendo. Shout out to the five Sony's people in console. Japan that bought an Xbox One at launch. That's that's really Dude, weird yeah, too. They're the real MVPs. People, I think mainly it's because of Xbox and Game Pass that people are like, yeah, we're gonna go with X uh, with Xbox. It's really funny though because like Sega really, really wanted to love the Xbox. They put like Shenmue, uh, Jet Set Radio Future, um, Panzer Dragoon. Like yeah. they really want to. At one point, they want to say, hey guys, do you want to put Dreamcast backwards compatibility on the original Xbox? Yeah, there was a time where Sega really loved Xbox. They really wanted this to be like their their new platform before they jumped over to the GameCube and to the PlayStation 2 mainly. That's crazy. Yeah, th that's true. It's true. Wow, that's crazy, dude. I did not yeah, know that. It, it's, yep. it's pretty crazy. So, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's probably why like it, it sucks I'm... so much that... Uh, uh, Soulbound was it? Wait, what was the game I'm thinking about? Uh, Scalebound. There we go. That probably hurt so much to the Japanese players because they love platinum games. It's like, oh great, we finally have a game from here in the in, in the land of the rising sun that is going to be on this platform. But nope, Microsoft just canceled it. <laughs> I I honestly think that uh, 
what you what you were describing the whole mentality of testing it out here and then going it out is not really the best idea to have especially if it's a big ticket franchise mm-hmm. or IP yeah. but I can definitely understand that if it's for you know uh, an indie developer who's just doing their own thing but even then if you're just releasing games digitally it's a lot more it's a cheaper alternative to spread out your game than physical which is uh on the disc at least which is why i i can under i can understand why people uh, at least the publishers charge evenly for a digital copy and the disc itself but because if you make one cheaper everyone's going to gravitate towards that and thus the disc uh the disc industry will will suffer and you will lose your money there. And I get that. And I guess they're waiting. You don't you want know. to have a Fallout 76 situation where you just plastered that bad boy on a rice cooker and be like, please, just take it. Right. So oh the gosh. the digital releases, at least with a lot of indie games, are mainly disc. I mean, you can even look at bigger indie games like Undertale that don't have a physical copy when it first came out. And it wasn't until, hey. Uh, oh, it's because it's expensive. It's expensive to do yeah, you, that sort of stuff, right. and you need like right. factories and right. stuff. And plus, when you mentioned Switch, for example, on it's top more of that, than you know, the, the you want to get the higher capacity ones. Well, true. What I'm saying is like you have these, you have these retailers that will take mm-hmm. a percentage off as well. So it's then, just it's and they got to factor yeah. in like limited run games, for example, where they have to be like, oh, we, you know, this is a game that was released digitally, but we want people to get a physical copy for it. So you have to go to limited run games in order to for them to make a limited amount of physical copies. Like a uh, uh, Super Mario All Stars or Mario nah, All Stars. No, nah, that's bull. You could still buy that. No, no, no. That's not an example. Like a, an example would be like a dig uh, a digital indie game that never got. Oh, a physical okay, okay, This is okay. Nintendo we're talking about. This isn't Nintendo. I mean, I mean, like like I said, Undertale. It was obviously just digital on Steam, and then it got huge, and then people were talking about, hey, you want to release the, a physical version on it for the Switch? You know, when he went to go talk to Nintendo? I remember they remember actually... What ended up I th- happening. I remember, I think it was limited run, but I remember at Best Buy, they had a uh, special version of Undertale where it's a sand plushie, but it came a digital copy of Undertale. Oh, okay. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. That's kind of nice, oh, yeah. though. But that that's that's mainly the thing though is that like you have to gauge into the market and be like and that's that's sort of the thing where like Nintendo I think Reggie Reggie said famously that like petitions don't mean anything because they're not a good scale. I'm trying to think of like in a game example where like this actually happened where like a game was asked and asked and asked over and over again to get released in the states, but then later when it actually did, it didn't sell well, and then people were, and then that's how Nintendo said, well, if people don't care about this game, we're not going to do it, and that's technically true because the most vocal people who are going to buy this game are the fans. They clearly were fans of the product before the product even came out, so yeah, those fans are going to buy the game, no doubt about it, but then what about the general populace, you know? I, I could see where Reggie's coming from, but you have to ask, is the inverse also true? Obviously not, because um, they pay attention if a game is failing. Well, there was a there's a game, I'm trying to remember, Spawnwave just talked about it not too long ago, that it only sold like a million out of like eight years, and now apparently they're thinking about making a second one? Well, I remember... Uh- but well, something similar happened was that like basically Square Enix said like, hey, if you guys want to get a, re- a sequel to uh, The World Ends With You, you have to buy the Switch version. And like early, 
a lot of early reviews say like this game is good and all but the controls are kind of wonky but like a lot of people like myself are like well i really like this game and i want a sequel which we finally are getting thank you square enix but that's what they say like they'll be like if you want this a sequel you have to buy this other product in, as well to gauge interest yeah exactly well they that's what they're trying to they're not trying to lose money on a game that they're putting you know localization so much resources manufacturing into. marketing things like that exactly yeah yeah it's a smart move on them to save the money but it's also a dick move because you're forcing the consumer to buy a product that they don't want to actually buy yeah yeah pretty much um speaking about smart moves uh, unless you have something else you want to say marcos um i i just think that i'm i'm looking forward to physical copies really being a it's I don't think it's going to be necessarily a bigger thing in the future unless they really change up something. Um, just the convenience of, of owning it digitally. But the thing is, you technically don't own that game. If out of nowhere Valve goes bankrupt, guess what? You lost all your games that you have on there uh, because you don't own them. They're not physical. So I think this discussion about physical and digital is up, is up there. Um, but honestly there's not really much to add all i know is is that do what you it's, it's your money spending how you like it if you want to get a physical just get a physical right it's nice uh but that's really I, it i think that's my really thing was with it. physical copies is my my problem my, my main beef i have with physical copies is that you can't just play the game off of that disc you have to down like install the game in your system and it's like well then what's the point for me then buying the disc at that point if i have to install the game into my system in the first place I think it it wasn't. I I think the disc itself comes with a uh, obviously the ability to uh, download whatever online update needs to uh, needs to be downloaded so you can properly play this game. But it has some data in it. Obviously, we know what happens when you put too much data in a disc and then you get a one simple scratch. It really ruins. Uh, the console's ability to read that said disc and play the game properly. Um, uh, Brawl had that right. issue. A lot of games that are heavier uh, in data had that issue too. So I can see why the entire game's not in there. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that always struck me as weird at first, but I'm not entirely mad at it. Uh, to tell you the truth, I sort of regret not getting Modern Warfare. Uh, with its 250 gigabyte total space, I, I'm I'm being high, you know hyperbolistic, but it's not 250, but it's pretty damn it's close. Past 200 gigs. It's pretty huh? damn close, though. It's pretty close. Are we talking about the Switch? No, we're talking about uh just the discs in general uh and their oh, spaces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of like I kind of like how the Switch did it with the uh, cartridges. Yeah, and it's. Obviously, a lot more convenient to handle it, but it's a different type of console. Every other console uses, heck, even PC uses discs. Well, everybody um, mainly but, just downloads. Well, they used to. Right, right. They, they used to. So that's what I'm saying. You know, Modern Warfare would have been an excellent idea to get it on disc if I knew yeah. the game would have been 250 gigs in the future. Yeah, but it's still like installing that Warzone. game into your system, essentially. It's pretty much like the way that I like to compare it to. It's like back in the day when you would like install, like I'm talking about like early 2000s, pre-Steam, pre 
launcher era where if you got a PC game, you put the disc in and this game will get installed to your computer. But then you always have to keep the disc in the in the computer in order to launch the executable file. But then people figured out like you could just download a non CD executable because your game is essentially installed on the system, but it uses the disc as like a key to launch it essentially. I think Kenny can relate to this, but I'm not sure if you remember Kenny with the Xbox 360. That um, you bought a game, rather let's just say Black Ops 2. You put it in, you put in your Xbox 360. You can play it. That's and it, it right? And maybe it's a uh, download yeah. an update, whatever. But yeah. the Xbox 360 also gave you the option to download part of that install, disc. Yeah, I've done that. So actually, it would it would actually allow you to install the whole game in case something were to happen to your game, uh-huh. like a scratch, right? And you weren't able to access that that file, you could still play that part of the I game. I think, but you still need the disc in the I system. I think to get it. some games, right, right. I think some games allowed you to install the whole game. Some games didn't, but there was a one of the main reasons why they did that is if you wanted your game to run smoother period overall you would install it to your um to your system and then also play it on physical it wasn't the entire game but it was just that and to tell you the truth when i played black ops 1 and 2 and i did that the game did run a bit more smoother this is just from personal experience i have nothing to back this up so you might have to double check double check that on me but the game did run smoother overall even though i was just running on wi-fi gotcha. uh, for multiplayer games mm-hmm. I, i'm sorry i vomited a little bit <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of that kind of reminds me going back to like this to digital. I could tell you my experience uh, because I, as you guys know, I, I've been playing the PlayStation Five not lately, uh, but I have been playing it on stream. I have been enjoying Demon Souls and uh, Miles Morales. Uh, I got to tell you guys the setup process of transferring Miles Morales from PS4 to PS5 was an experience. So I'm gonna go ahead and try to summarize it because this kind of reminds me of exactly what it is. So. When you put Miles Morales on your the disc, assuming you bought a physical copy, you go to you put the disc into the PlayStation Five, and the system will let you know like, oh, in the game hub, this says download PS Five version for free. So you tra- you check it out like as if you're making a purchase. So now the PS Five version is getting downloaded to the PS Five, right? But here's the thing though. When you want to transfer your PlayStation 4 save, you need to boot the game up on the PS4 version as if it's backwards compatible. So you have to boot, and so you start to put the disc in, install two versions of the same game for the PS4 and PS5 on the PS5. Then they need to boot up the game on the PS4 version of Miles Morales to upload the save data. And then later you have to boot up the PS5 version to download it again. Wait, and then do you delete the PS4 version? But it's really weird when you click on the little button and it says like, oh, which version of the game you want to play. So I and you're like because I was thinking like okay <laughs> transfer save data like with the PlayStation Plus feature. This is this is like this is what I'm talking about with like uh, um what was it called what did I call it it was an Xbox uh, feature uh, um uh, smart delivery yeah smart delivery that's what it's called yeah so on Xbox you have smart delivery I mean there is instances where you can download the Xbox One version through backwards compatibility and then the Xbox Series X version. Like, uh, say, Call of Duty Cold War, which I have both versions, but I accidentally, on day one, I played the Xbox One version, Oof. not the not the Series X version, which it ran like crap, and it crashed nice. my console. A lot of people are having issues with that. To make sure. A lot of people are having on... Yeah, in fact, 
people uh now it's not just xbox bricking uh there's playstation 5s bricking from the game right uh my cousin he got black ops cold war he would launch the campaign everything will go great and then his console would crash. crash. He would go into yeah, tell him not to go back into it. No, he did, and not nothing ex- really happened. No. Like his PlayStation Pro didn't brick itself, but he went into so he couldn't play campaign. All right, cool, whatever. So he goes to the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. He was able to play like ten seconds into the match, and then he gets kicked. Oh wow! And this happened multiple times. Then he tried zombies. Zombies was legit the only thing that worked, except I think Dead Ops Arcade, but zombies seemed to be the only thing. And that's the heaviest and the most taxing portion of the game, especially on the newest consoles. Right. So I think that uh, he, he had issues with zombies, issue. even the like the actual zombies, zombies, but it wasn't as yeah. uh, prominent as campaign and and the multiplayer that just kicked him off. So he yeah. asked for a refund, and obviously he already played the game a, a, for some time. But obviously, Activision knew what was going on, and he said, "All right, cool. You can just refund the game." Once he was refunded, was this a digital? He was copy still able to play the game for like copy? a day or two. His digital copy. His digital okay. copy. Uh, he was able to refund, just get his refund, and it took him like a day, I think, to where he was mm-hmm. no longer the owner of the game, so he couldn't, ha- he didn't have access to it. But nonetheless, right. at least Activision. Uh, you know, I thought I'll never say this, but at least they were humble enough to realize they made a mistake, and they actually allowed a refund sometime after. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, smart delivery. Before mm-hmm. we get off topic, you know, we di- we we digress. Um, smart delivery. What it does is you start up the Xbox One version of the game. It says upgrade for this uh for this game is available, and then you hit you know download the upgrade, and then automatically in the snap of a finger it automatically changes it to the xbox series x version oh nice there's no instance where you have both of them all your save data transfers over there's no need to download and update any uh save data um speaking about activision i've been here in recent touch with them you know talking to them over twitter uh in like dms because of the the issue that i have with my with my cod cold war camos and, you know, they asked for, like, a list of stuff that I had to send them, and they they recommended me to, like, clear the cache and all that crap on my Xbox. Because that's where I'm not seeing the camos, like the Iron Curtain gun or uh, the stripes or the standard issue, like the special variants of the weapons. And um, it's crazy because I, I did the, the cache clear for them, and... They're like, oh, uh, we don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to get in touch with, you know, uh, Bob I forgot what IT. team it was. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much uh, to see what's going on. And, and they're, they're trying to iron out the issues. So they're, if anybody else, you know, is having that issue where they're they can see it on PC perfectly fine, like their their camos. But when they go to play on console, they don't see any of their camos. I'm assuming uh, that you're using probably your Activision be a patch account, out for right? it like soon. In, in Modern Warfare, so I'm assuming yeah. that it's based on an account system. Yeah, so everything should be linked to my account, which means that I should be able to see the gun camos that I have, which I can see the variants. That's fine. I can click on them. They have all the attachments. The actual physical camo of the gun isn't there. I actually have um, 
just happened today actually and it wasn't i was playing zombies yesterday with this is regards to cold war um i can relate to your story with um camos and stuff uh not so much with camos but i'm missing content that i have already unlocked so given given the uh in case you weren't aware black ops cold war released a basically a week-long double exp they called it double double where it was double exp for your character and double exp for your weapon however in zombies it was broken because you gained actually quad exp i was able to i was able to rank up my a bunch of guns to max rank without an issue mainly because of the quad xp but as well as uh zombies came out super broken super glitched a lot of bugs a lot of missed missed uh it looks like they didn't really f- uh check on this very much there was a lot of yeah, r&d b- basically there was there was uh there's this one glitch that i used mainly to uh during the double double exp week uh where you essentially become invisible to the zombies uh, zombies spawn around you, and they end up piling up in certain specific spots. But they do not aggro. So to it's you like that ending scene unless... from World War Z where Brad Pitt uh, injects himself with AIDS so he doesn't get infected by the zombies. Basically, so it, to 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 quickly describe <laughs> the glitch, AIDS. once you reach round ten, you you kill the zombie, you activate a specific dark aether portal, then you activate the dancing zombie Easter egg, then you complete a part of the actual <laughs> so main the line dances. story. Basically, you're trying to do four things at once, and once you complete it, zombies are completely invisible to you. They don't see you. They don't see you. However. So was, if you if you sacrifice your left testicle to the gods, what you're meaning to tell me is you'll become invisible to basically. all zombies ever. So I'm getting to this because I was able to get to prestige three max rank, basically. Yeah. Um, I can't find any of the call signs, emblems, and stickers that unlocks with prestige two and prestige three, and I have them on all of my custom guns, but they're not there anymore and i'm just like well this is weird yeah yeah i actually have the same issue with the stickers they don't transfer over so like i have the i bought the the code you know the code endowment yeah stuff yeah so they, it comes with stickers yeah, which and i like other stuff. i respect that honestly the code the call of duty in uh, endowment where it endowment where they um basically donate to veterans associations to help them uh uh, with what was it? Uh, suicide preventions, uh, mental illnesses. Yeah, PTSD. a lot of stuff. A lot and of I stuff. I really respect it. Yeah, I, I, I bought it. It was ten bucks. Right. Anyways, um, you know, I spent the ten dollars on the PC and I bought the the co- the COD endowment shit. And you know, at first it was being weird. It said that I didn't purchase it, and then you know, I did it like three times. And you know they, they didn't charge me for those other times. They charged me the one the one ten dollars, and um, you know I I got it on PC, so I was like okay whatever. And then like I go on my console, and I don't have like I have the gun variants, but I don't have the the call title, the emblem, or the stickers. But it's you still unlock gone. like like uh. So when you're you're love, I still have the gun variants. Variant. Okay. No, I have the gun variants. I just don't have everything else, including yeah, yeah, the camos I mean. on the guns. 
So anything no, cosmetic, cosmetic, I, I do you. not have. I wonder, you know, I'm really curious to know like how like the development of Cold War is because I, I know I've been pretty it's harsh rushed. with this game, even though it's, seems like it's definitely like, rushed. Very like it feels like it was like almost it feels like, like hell it because for them. if you know this again this is the madden of shooters they haven't had like an assassin's creed moment yet we're like well let's take a step back and see what we could do because these games sell up the butt no problem right but um plus you got to factor yeah. in like you know we're in a new console generation now we're in this awkward phase where it's like cross-generational games where it's like true where yeah, it's like some exactly. people are going to be like hey that game looks kind of dope but i have to buy a new 400 dollars box to play this thing but i could still buy it on my old box and still play the same game there it might not look as pretty or run as well but yeah i can still do it let's all let's not forget our lord and savior watchdogs that was a perfectly good example Oof. yeah wait first which one. watchdogs Legions? i keep forgetting that that was supposed to be like a oh, PS4 oh, like yeah. showcase game i could have sworn i thought it was supposed to be for the ps3 mm-hmm. And then I found that it was for actually was for the PS2. Ooh, burn. So I don't know if you're aware or not, but it seems that with regards to Cold War, there have been a lot more issues with uh, Xbox X. I mean, Xbox Series X and Xbox. Uh, I mean, less issues on the newer gen than on last gen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yep. everyone's complaining about, oh, my game's not running right on my PS4 or on my Xbox One. Uh, whatever model of the Xbox One you have, and whatever model of the PS4 you have, um, but on newer gens, you don't see that much of an issue, at least relatively, uh, relative to to the a widespread, yeah. Right. So obviously, when Modern Warfare came out and the uh, endowment pack was that out, game was breaking freaking systems too. It was, it was, but we're not having these little little details here and there that uh, like camo stickers, stuff like that. Oh um, yeah, none of that issue. There was no issues like that when when the game released. I, but then again, right. I wasn't also playing on PC. I was just playing on Xbox at the time. I was playing on PS4 on launch when I got Modern mm. Warfare, which is honestly the first Call of Duty game I ever got on launch. And mm, same. Oh, COD COD Cold War being my second, uh, only because you know I had people who were willing to play with me day one and I was like sure I'll get it if it weren't for them I would have never gotten it until maybe like a month later but uh, we're seeing obviously yes with Modern Warfare we had its issues but Cold War just seems like a, a different kind of animal I'm not sure if you guys yeah, can relate yeah. to that but it's just um, yeah there's a lot more issues with that game than there was with with uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare had yeah, quite I, a big I, list I can agree as to well. that. you already know my experience at the game but it wasn't to the severity. My worst example I had the with uh, MW was um, the game wouldn't launch for me. I had to delete the executable launcher so I could mm-hmm. boot it up again. But this game, there was phases in the Jesus. time where like I like, and this is a big game to download. So when people say like, "Oh, just reinstall the game," like, well, I don't want to do that. It's not that like, easy. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Not only because I don't want to hit that data cap, but I also don't want to wait four hours. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Cold War to me looks like it's just going to be another game to blur into the background of like, okay, this is where I lose interest in the fr- series again. And Modern Warfare was kind of fun. Yeah, pr- preferably. Yeah, preferably. I like Modern Warfare a lot more. I know it's an unpopular opinion to some, but uh, I, st- yeah, I, I like Modern, Modern Warfare's Warfare. movement and door system and mounting system. And you know, I I prefer the yeah. tactical running instead of just having this one set speed. Well, it's like, in my opinion that game felt more 
more realistic. I just feel I like mean, it put it's way Call more of Duty, effort. It's not realistic. Like, I, I remember like watching. Oh yeah, the, especially with sound. Oh, like yeah, the gun sounds. Yeah, sounds, gun sounds, like the sound biggest amazing in Modern Warfare. It felt like, everything. oh, I feel like I'm actually shooting in a building in the middle of somewhere else, but like in... Well, they brought back well, predictable I mean, recoil patterns, which was nice, you know, it was like, there was a lot that they brought to the table with Modern Warfare, and I feel like Cold War just Like a downgrade, it felt like, alright, time to manufacture the same... Graphically, yeah, graphically, audially, and and just gameplay-wise, inherent mean, downgrade. Was, it was just awful. And we're not even getting to the Daniel, whole. Daniel, like, let me let me just say one thing about the sound. We're not even getting to that whole skill-based matchmaking debacle, discussion, uh, debate. I never liked war, it. Dis- I never debate, liked it. Yeah. Incident, yeah. political statement, revolution, problem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's just I prefer playing against people regardless of their if they're way better than me or they're worse than me i just want a solid connection yeah. to them that's it if you're so, going to introduce skill-based matchmaking you should by inherently include a ranked mode that's all i gotta say yeah yeah oh, absolutely I, I get it you know casual ca- casual gaming and competitive gaming you know casual sex competitive sex you know stuff does, like that does uh, um, rainbow six siege <laughs> use um skill-based matchmaking in casual i always assume that I don't remember. I honestly, uh, remember. I don't think so. No, I think it's just connection because okay, I felt like that. I felt like, like I played yeah, with because you know, of Bozo servers. Billy over here, and then later got a tryhard uh, Terry over here working in the other. Right. Yeah. This is why I barely even play Call of Duty by myself anymore. I usually just play it. Um, how do I, I usually just play it, like with friends because every time I'm I'm top five percent in everything in Modern Warfare. So when I go to play with people, I'm in the playing against people that are top five percent, top five percent for kills, win loss ratio, uh, even in Warzone, like I, I, all, all I get are top five percent mm-hmm. players for the most part. For the and most you also part, also get a bunch of hackers uh, too. <laughs> right. So. Oh man, that's yeah, crazy. That's the worst. I will say though, with Call of Duty Cold War, the community as a whole has only we have Cold War has only released two kinds of zombie modes. Um, PS4 has technically a. a an extra or PS4, PS5. Yeah, onslaught, which I'm actually yeah. having a lot of fun with. Um, I'll get into it a little bit later, but I will say though, zombies, at least when it comes to the Call of Duty community, has accepted Cold War with open arms, the mechanics, the physics, the the things inside oh, yeah, of it. Absolutely. Compared to Black Ops Four and Call of Duty, uh, when they released Black Ops Four, was awful. With the it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It, it was. Bad. It wasn't that bad. Sixty dollars. I'm not saying it was bad. I kind of regret it. <laughs> Well, that's the BR mode. I that I you know yeah, that it, was also it was, that, I that. enjoyed it when it was new, but man, when Apex Legends came out, I was yeah, like, me too. Right, I don't need to touch this anymore. Right, but I don't <laughs> I don't think B BF4. If you're comparing apples to apples, you know, relatively speaking, obviously it's at the bottom of the list. But if you just compare it by itself, it's not that mm. bad. It's not that bad. Um, that's like comparing all of Halo. And you compare Halo 4, Halo 5 to the rest of the Halo series, and you say they're bad games. Yeah. But if you compare them by themselves, it's a it's not that bad of a game. So, um, but the zombies Halo community, was bad. The zombies, there was there was no plot to that game. Not even the look. There's Woods. The he smells like shit. Uh yeah, <laughs> dude. The campaign, I'm really not like. I kind of dig the, like the, in, the tutorial. I haven't played it. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Wait, we're talking. We're talking about the Black Ops 4, right? 
No, we're talking. I'm talking about oh, Cold, Cold War. War. Yeah, I was just talking to Kenny Cold about War. the Zadornov cameo, and I was like, kind of surprised. Like, wait, who is this guy? He looks Zakayov. Huh? Zakayov is that how you pronounce it? Zakayov. Okay, it's been years since I played Call of Duty Four, so he's just he just shows up, and I was like, wait. Is that canon now? I thought I thought I was. Yeah, it's canon through. It's canon. Through, Ver, it is, through it the uh, Warzone map for Dankst. It's canon. okay because I always assume that every Call of Duty game made by every single developer has its own timeline and story, so they don't like inter- right. And when and that's how it when was. Modern Warfare was at you know at the end of its of its uh, the only Call of Duty game out there that's recent, um, it was officially confirmed that the um, Cold War and, or at least I should say, the Treyarch line of of uh, Black Ops, and now this new installation, this new IP of Modern Warfare, is now canon, and they're together. So everything that is happening in 2019 Modern Warfare technically should fit in the Black Ops. Timeline. I was about to say that, From, yeah. From World at War all the way to Black Ops Four. Interesting. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's your Call of Duty lore. Um, so we had to read uh, Woods' uh, M16 gun description. We found out later that he actually fought for Solaire in the uh, Andor Londor. But you know, that's another video for Vadi to make. Praise the sun. Yeah, praise the sun. Praise uh, <laughs> fear the old blood. All that jazz. You know what I'm saying? All right. Fear the old blood. Honestly, Bloodborne was my fave only because it reminded me of these so much of DS1. I was I was thinking about buying Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Ooh, twice. It's so good. It's it's it, it's a not going to lie though. Not going to lie though. As a Souls fanatic, it was a bit of a of a hard game to get into because this game does not play right. like Souls. They have, a jump, they have a jump button. Jump button. Holy shit! Yeah, Designing but I heard it, a yeah. Souls-like game. And you have like a zip line too. So no, the zip cool. line didn't really change much. When you had a specific button just for jumping, where in every other dark Dark Souls game, a you had that awkward ass roll jump and, that's not even in Demon Souls. Yeah, that's you it. The roll. Your jump was if you were at an edge and you then hold you the sprint jump. button, then tap it, and then. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it's it was new. It's new. It still had same of the old, the, the same the same stuff of the that we all loved, but it was new. I will say though, in Sekiro, apparently parrying was like really hard. Uh, if you wanted, that's your block mechanic. If, if you wanted, yeah, they added a good block mechanic that wasn't based off stamina. It was based off uh your total. Well, I still call it poise, but it's based off what you can endure. But if you can. Tap if you can parry at the right time. The game rewards. Wait, we're talking. Which and game are we just- talking about? Sekiro mm-hmm. or Souls? Sekiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parrying is is yeah. the most important thing in that game. Um, it's something yep. you need to learn how to. Yeah. Do. It, it, the thing is though, Kenny. Like, I don't yeah. know if you ever played any of the Souls games. Um, oh, you have. Oh, okay. I have. Well, it, basically speaking, like if you're jumping into Sekiro, don't think like, okay, I'm just gonna hold this the uh, defense. And I'm just gonna dodge the attacks. Your dodge doesn't mean jack and shit. It really doesn't. This. To... Well, I mean, <laughs> depends on the enemy. Depends yeah, but, the enemy. but I'm talking about like a lot more well, easier. Yeah, but the dodge. I heard. Yeah, I heard that dodge in that game. You don't isn't roll. As good. Let me put that it like that. You don't roll is, in is your lifeline. You, you sidestep. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which you can still get yeah. hit. Obviously, sometimes depending on the enemy, jumping is better. Attacking is better. Um, or just using one of your. Uh, uh, even throwing a shuriken's better. 
Yeah, so I will say, Kenny, Sekiro's nice, and it's it's quite enjoyable for a single-player-only game. Um, mm-hmm. Going throughout certain levels, the game feels easy until you reach certain bosses, where certain bosses do feel very Jesus, that sweaty. final boss fight um, took me like a day, and my hands were sweating by the end of it. Like, I... I, I thought the owl was a lot more difficult of a fight only I because love he did that a lot fight. more damage. It was so, hey, that's like my favorite fight of the game. Right, right. And then also you fight him again as a memory, mm-hmm. and that one was even yep. harder. So I was like, damn. So, Kenny, in this game, Sekiro... Uh, Parries and deflects are going to be your best f- friend. Especially with boss yeah. fights, especially with boss fights. But you also, it, it's it's a great game nonetheless. There's three different endings. Um, the the story sort of changes itself towards the end. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great game. I really recommend it. It got game of the year, mm-hmm. and it did get new content updates. Yeah, so I, want, I, I, boss. I was thinking, of, like I said, I was thinking about buying it. It was at thir- it was like I forty it. bucks. It's definitely worth so, it. Highly, worth highly it. recommend. It. If if it's at forty dollars again or cheaper, definitely. then I'll probably buy. You're it. talking to two. Uh, uh, from software uh, nerds yeah. who love from software. Um, so I yeah, sent for I mean, from software. I like from software. I I bought I bought what was it? Dark Souls on the Xbox 360. Dark Souls remastered on the Switch. Nice. I have both Dark Souls uh, Game of the Year edition or not Game of the Year editions, but Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three with all the content. And so, now the circle is yeah. I'm I'm definitely not a stranger now to the Souls. Circle is complete for me, and now I return back to like <laughs> going back to. Uh, to your old home. I'm finally playing the new Demon Souls remake, and I am having fun with it. But damn, is it a learning experience? Yeah, it's not that. Bad, I like it. Honestly. I like it. I just haven't played it in a while. Um, but I'll leave that to the thoughts on my PlayStation Five impressions video. But let's go ahead. I want to wrap up the, this podcast with one big thing that I found very interesting. Um, I don't know if you know about this, Marcos. I talked to this with Kenny. Uh, essentially. HBO has announced that they are releasing all their new films on HBO Max day one, like everything. So the new Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 85, I don't know why it's called Wonder Woman 85. If any DC Extended Universe fans can explain that to me, I appreciate it. Um, I, I figured, but I'm like wondering, like, is it the same Wonder Woman from like the other Wonder Woman film? Yeah, it's it's a sequel. It's just like how some movies don't have the number two when it's a sequel, no, like but Godfather. it's got a different... Right, but people still call it The Godfather Yeah, too. even though it's a prequel. Uh, people don't tend to call Captain America Winter Soldier the second Captain America, but it's obviously the second Captain America. But nonetheless, it's 85, I'm assuming. It has to have with the year, because World War Two was the main the the main focal point in Wonder Woman 1, so that, that might be the reason why, okay. but... Uh, go but, on yeah. to the HBO um, thing. So I find that very interesting because like the new Matrix movie, which I keep forgetting is coming out, they are making a Matrix 4, is going to come out on uh, HBO Max at launch. And I find this so fascinating because, you know, I love HBO Max. I have it. I've been using it for a while now. My only complaint is that, one, uh, it's still not on the PlayStation 5, and I'm mad peeved about that. I could have sworn it was going to be available at day one, and it's still not on a Roku they said it was going to be available i i swear to god i remembered i read it somewhere that it was going to be a day one thing but when i booted up the playstation 5 i had hbo max installed on the on the external hard drive and it said nope the software can only be played on a playstation 4 and then i looked up and it's like well it looks like you can't get this thing on playstation 5 as of yet 
And that's my only gripe with HBO Max. I just hate that now the only way I can yeah, watch it check on that. is on my phone or my tablet, which is fine. I, I've been uh, rewatching more Oral again for like the 15th time in my life already. Um, all of Robot Chicken. That show's on the radio. I love, I love more Oral. Um, I've been watching all of Robot Chicken, uh, South Park, The Boondocks. I'm really excited for the new Boondocks uh, two seasons that's coming out. I only hope that. I, I'm wondering about that because the voice actor for. Uh, Granddad, yeah. Rest in peace. The, the granddad, yeah, he he died. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder what's going to be the. Um... I read somewhere that they want to use a deep face, uh, deep fake technology to try to like keep his voice into the show. I'm curious to know if the show even hit production yet because like I'm not seeing any words of it. There's no advertisements. All they just says like the sh- the original creator's coming back and he's making the new season and the new show and we promise him all the stuff and I'm like okay, but I want to see something about it. <laughs> We've seen some concept art, but that's about it. Just, just for me to put it out there and put it just bluntly, I kind of don't like the whole. Um, if an actor dies and you keep extending their work beyond their death, I've never been a big fan of it. So, like, yeah. But anyways, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I, I really don't have anything else to say, uh, except that hey, for all you nice. Uh, listeners, we're planning on doing a weekly show for DKM, so hopefully you guys can enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. We're looking forward to that. So let's just go ahead and uh, wrap this up, guys. Uh, it's getting kind of late. Um, thank you so much for listening to Episode 5 of DKM. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and listen to us on Spotify or Anchor or wherever streaming, uh, streaming site you prefer. Remember, you also have a YouTube channel, so if you want to listen to us while on YouTube, you have us there. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Anything else you guys want to say before we leave? Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. You, Marcos? Um, no, just hope. Hope uh, you guys can spread the love, share our content to whoever's listening to it. If you made oh, it to absolutely. the end, obviously that'd be great, uh, greatly appreciated. But uh, other than that, no, nothing else. All right, then well, let's just go ahead and wrap it up and get some and uh, get going. All right, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, take care and have a good one. See ya.